Hello, my name is Angela Anderson, and I'm the host of Deep Dive with Region 5. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. In Deep Dive with Region 5, we will share more about Region 5 Development Commission and North Central Economic Development Association programs and the work that we're doing in Region 5, which covers Cass, Crow Wing, Morrison, Todd, and Wadena counties in central Minnesota. I have Cheryl Hills, our executive director, with me today, and she's going to share more about our Regional Food Business Center program, as we are one of 12 centers in the nation and we're representing the North Central region. So, Cheryl, can you tell us a little bit more about the WHO? So, the funder, um, the partners that we're working with, and then who will benefit from this program? And that's a lot of questions to ask you right up front. Absolutely. Thanks, Angela. I appreciate it. And uh, Region 5 Development Commission is excited to be part of this amazing effort alongside lots of partners across the three-state area of Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota. So back in uh, probably March and April of 2023, Region 5 Development Commission started reaching out to partners across the three-state area to see if there was interest in uh, applying for the USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, AMS, that's the Agricultural Marketing Services Division of USDA, had issued a RFA or a NOFA or a, that's a request for proposals. And we submitted our proposal. We did request about $31 million. We did receive $15 million to serve the three-state area alongside these amazing partners for five years. And so that uh, much of the funding did go out in specific ways that benefit primarily uh, small and mid-sized businesses within the food value chain. And so when we talk about the food value chain, Angela, we're talking about everything from the producer and farmer on the front side to the aggregators, processors, distributors, and food access points like cooperative grocery stores, farmers markets, etc. So everyone in that value chain is part of what we're hoping to do is some very unique and different type of work within the food value chain and serve those small to mid-sized businesses who have not participated in accessing USDA programs as much in the past. So Angela, the who, which is one of your questions, if I remember them all, was really uh, targeted around those uh, zip codes in our three-state area again, that had been uh, considered not as participatory or underserved within the food value chain and agricultural economy broadly. And so that was exciting for us to put together that proposal, and it was received well by AMS, USDA AMS. And we entered into a cooperative agreement, which is different than just a grant. It's a cooperative agreement means that we're going to learn alongside USDA, and they are going to be participatory and uh, we have a lot of local on-the-ground talent that are, are actually doing the work in this space. And so in addition to who we're serving, Angela, the who of the partners that are on our Regional Food Business Center website, and we are called the North Central Regional Food Business Center. We, as Angela, you said, we are one of 12 in the nation. I think we are the smallest in terms of geographic area and in terms of dollars. And I think that uh, most of the other recipients of these cooperative agreements or cooperators, we should say, are universities, systems of universities, very large organizations with 40, 50 staff. I think we were uh, an odd member of the group, <laughs> an odd 
we, we call ourselves the unicorn, right? Uh, we were we were a unique proposal to this program. Let's say that in in contrast to a lot of the other uh, universities and other groups that were innovating and doing some great work in food value chain systems. Cheryl, what is the purpose of the North Central Regional Food Business Center? The purpose is to again really make sure that we're we're thinking about this industry, the agricultural economy in different ways. I will tell you Angela that in this, all three states, Minnesota, North Dakota and South Dakota, there are amazing organizations that have been doing work in the food value chain sector for many, many years. Our approach was to say more hands make the load easier to carry and lighter. And so we really started reaching out to partners who had amazing expertise, but maybe hadn't been as participatory in the agricultural economy as the traditional orgs that were out there. So for instance, we teamed up with all of the economic development districts. These are regional development organizations across the three states that have amazing skill sets in terms of uh, finding resources, writing grants, securing dollars, doing lending, business development, all those great things that they do, um, but maybe didn't have as deep of relationships in the ag economy. So those are new folks to the table who are filling, finding out what their role is and figuring out uh, what makes the best sense in their region uh, to serve this economy. Uh, Angela, I like to tell folks across the nation that rural parts of our country are much more complex than just agriculture in terms of all of our needs. We have so many important industries that create prosperity and quality of life, uh, but agriculture is still an essential need an essential part of our rural framework and economic engines. And so it's really wonderful that there are more players figuring out how to tie environmental stewardship with economic prosperity alongside uh, the addressing the issue of the who, centering the who, which is a social cohesion equity issue for us. So yeah, I think it's really cool. Those are the partners can you tell us a little bit more about what the partners will be doing specifically? In addition to providing technical assistance through all these amazing partners across the three states, there will be doing some grant writing, which makes our center unique to the other 11 centers across the nation. We are understanding that farmers and even food co-ops and other aggregators and processors, small organizations, small businesses, small ventures don't typically know how to sit in a kitchen and write a grant to a federal agency that wants logic models, theories of change, work plans, and a lot of details and bureaucracy, frankly, that make it unattractive for that uh, small to mid-sized businesses to even think about accessing the amazing programs that we have at our federal and state agency partners and philanthropy. So we will be doing some grant writing. We will literally be sitting with folks, helping them do and learn those skills. In addition to helping them with that piece, it, you know, the technical assistance that our center will be providing goes beyond just writing grants, which is important. It is also about helping businesses navigate the reporting of these grants if they are awarded. It helps them with the problem solving. If there's something that goes awry, a road that needs to go left instead of right, fixing that and navigating that with federal agencies can sometimes be 
daunting. Yeah, so that technical assistance is in all of that space. And then lastly, I will tell you an important part of our evaluation is also storytelling. So it's it's it goes to the very end of the project, like how did this effort, how did this investment of our tax dollars make a difference in people's lives, make a difference in family livelihoods, make a difference in ownership of lands and systems. And so I think what I'm excited about is to see that transformational change, not only from the TA providers, but transformational change in terms of how we deliver and think about technical assistance and capacity building broadly. And so uh, that's a nuance for us that makes us different. Another difference in our center is that evaluation has been incredibly important to all of us. And we want to measure the quantitative impacts that we can dashboard easily to showcase pounds and miles and reduced greenhouse gas emissions and all those things that we want to do in terms of quantitative. But there's an awful lot of qualitative data that we are also collecting in our center that reflects what's important to these three states, which happens to be centered around, are we building cultural agility? Are we helping bridge difference through food and through uh, business development? Are we thinking about our region and our communities and our state's commitment to environmental stewardship? Or did that get set aside, put in a parking lot while we were trying to build jobs? Right. Like, so we've gone way beyond the traditional indicators of success that in economic development, we know satisfy legislative requirements, but don't create long term wealth and impacts for the people of the highest need in our places. And so we decided to evaluate different. And that's setting us apart a little bit. We are using the WealthWorks model uh, for thinking about how are we building uh, not just financial assets but and built assets, but how are we building political systems changes, even within like economic development organizations, like I talked about, how are we building intellectual capital, individual capital, social capital, cultural capital? How are we building all those other elements that are important to retain wealth in rural places? So um, that's some of what we're doing that's different. I will tell you the other thing that I think is really cool, Angela, that I get excited about for our center is that, yes, we have a bunch of technical assistance providers who are amazing practitioners, expert practitioners across the three states. We also understood that in order to work in communities that maybe haven't been served as deeply as they could and should, that there would be some cultural agility training that needed to happen. And so we have three technical assistance advisors, advisory TA folks that can help us learn about how to reach Latino people or how to really build the trust that's necessary to work in tribal communities or Hmong communities, or how do you do that in a way that honors culture and respects some of the discriminatory or trauma that shows up when there are new people engaged in work. And so we're, we're being very thoughtful about we as technical assistance providers also have some learning to do to help us serve better. And so we have technical assistance advisors that are helping us make sure that we understand the nuances of communities that have been underserved. And that's important. And I think it's just exciting to have that learning opportunity for us because that will transcend this five-year investment, 
that will create relationships and start those relationships that that seep into other industries like housing, broadband, childcare, whatever it is, right? And so that's a practice that I'm super excited about for our center as well. But do you have other questions for me, Angela? I do. So I obviously, because I work here at Region 5 Development Commission, I do know some of the answers to these questions, but I also know there's some funding opportunities for people. So I was hoping maybe you could share Mm. a little bit more about that. Mm. Thank you. I forget. (laughs) There's so much going on. It's so exciting. Part of the uh, regional food business center model across the entire nation. And there is one I should mention that is uh, also stood up that, that serve all of Indian country in and of itself. It's a national regional food business center. And there is a site with USDA where you can check out where all those centers are. But part of all of us who are these centers are doing is regranting a portion of the funds that we've received is called business builder sub awards, business builder sub awards. Those are grants that are going to be reinvested into businesses that have really, really interesting and impactful projects or programs, or maybe it's feasibility studies or et cetera, that would address a bottleneck within a food value chain. So we all know that what's happening in the South west corner of South Dakota might be very different from what's happening on the Iron Range in Northeast Minnesota. So there's differences and nuances in each region and respecting that place-based approach to doing our work, each region of of this three states has created an action plan that identified bottlenecks. Like, what is it that you need in your region in the Iron Range? Do you need storage for food uh, for farmers? Uh, And then do you need or do you need aggregation or do you need more food access points like maybe mobile grocery markets? Like, what is it that you need? Price was highlighted within these action plans. The Business Builder Sub Awards are intended to grant money to projects and programs that would address bottlenecks within a region that help them innovatively uh, transform and advance their food value chain. And so the exciting part about the re-granting piece is that it's an opportunity for us to do place-based investments that really honor culture in ways that were identified by community. One size does not fit all. What is happening in parts of North Dakota are very different from what's happening in Southern South Dakota. And we need to respect those nuances. And so these investments take into consideration what people from those communities have said is important to them. And we feel like that's the probably the fairest way. And then excitingly, we will have an opportunity for the technical assistance providers once a year to come together at summits and learn uh, in person. They have monthly calls as well, the, all the TA providers across the three-state area. But we have a really cool opportunity to take those dollars that will be reinvested. It's not much money, Angela, to be very honest. It is only $200,000 a year per state. So uh, over a five-year period, each state will receive a million dollars in investment. $3 million total out of the $15 million are going to regrant to projects and programs. With a whole lot of flexibility, that could be a range of from things from equipment to feasibilities to cooperative structures that need to be formed to bridging urban and rural issues and divides in the agricultural uh, supply chains and 
value chains. And so just a, an array of different types of things that can be done with those funds. We're excited to open that up. Hopefully that business builder program the first time by April 1st, 2024. Don't hold me to that date, but that's what we're targeting. And excited to working with the AMS team uh, on on this effort. Uh, hats off, by the way, to USDA AMS team. I've participated in over a dozen cooperative agreements in my 19-year career as the director at Region 5. And this is probably the most interactive and cooperative that a federal agency has ever been in these cooperative agreements. Some days, a little much, but for the most part, wow, what an amazing resource. And like I see them as partners in this effort versus compliance officers for a grant that we have received. And that's a different kind of relationship. And they have not historically been real great, our federal partners at those kinds of relationships in contrast to say philanthropy or our state agencies. So it's super exciting for me in my career to see a relationship with a federal agency that understands they have a role to play beyond compliance. Thank you, Cheryl. Is this the biggest grant or agreement that we have had in our history? By far the largest grant or cooperative agreement that Region 5 has executed with a federal agency, for sure. If you took, for instance, solar or any kind of other kind of project, and you added all of the investments and the investors into other projects for just our region, no. Uh, it's not the biggest, but the largest in terms of dollar volume for one award, yes. And the scope being three states for sure is the largest. Uh, when I proposed this to the commissioners of the Region 5 Development Commission, who are 25 elected official and appointed representatives to the commission, uh, I'm not sure if they thought I was off my rocker or what, but I think it, it was quite aggressive. It was a very aggressive, progressive approach for an economic development district. But having worked in food systems and food value chain development for over, at that point, 13, 14 years, we knew we had the capacity. We knew we had the ability to bring in just really great partners who frankly know more than we do about this work even. And so it's been exciting to see a small organization like ours be able to serve not only our region, because there's huge impacts for our region, clearly, but also serve and see ourselves as more than just a five-county region, that we are a piece of the fabric of a much larger quilt, aka multi-state national, that all fit into this global conversation. And so that's, that's sometimes hard to envision. And I was really proud of our commissioners for trusting our team who is a dynamic team to manage something of this scale. And I can tell you, honestly, it, it's been not only as a result of the bragging that I did about AMS and USDA, but it's also been a result of these amazing partners because there were times they caught things that we never would have caught. And so, you know, the phrase, you're, you're building it as you fly it, a little bit is true in that space, but we got engineers and pilots and and we've got uh, folks standing by with the parachutes. So we've got everybody on the plane that we need as we're building it and flying it. The engineers, the practitioners, the folks standing by with the parachutes if we need them. So that's comforting. 
It sounds like, I think the thing that's the coolest, I guess, about it is that it's about food and all of us need to eat. And so it's a good connecting point in a time when we can choose to be on opposite sides of things, right? So it's really impactful in that regard that it is for all all of us. Yeah, I want to mention, I think it's really cool also how our center pulled together people like the farmers unions who are just amazing in their own rights. And the North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota farmers unions couldn't be more collaborative in nature. And wow, are they amazing key partners uh, to really help create a governance structure that is co-created and co-decision making all along the way. So that's that's really wonderful. They have been amazing to try to help us figure out how to shift when we need to shift, right? Plan, do, learn, adjust. And they have been just great partners in that space. And they just come with so much other experiences that that was a wise move. Our evaluation team is also extremely unique. We love what the universities do. And many of these regional food business centers are being driven by universities and sometimes extension offices, which do outstanding work. But I think what we wanted to do in this space was something a little bit different, not more of what's been done, but something different to impact the food value chain. So one of the other things I think is really fun about and the nuances of this regional food business center is the even around evaluation and who has stepped up to the table and are interested in doing unique evaluation. Uh, we have a private sector firm, a creative community consulting that's doing it in the state of Minnesota. We also have uh, a really amazing partners in North Dakota that are a North Dakota Women's Business Center who do a lot around matrix and evaluation, but not traditionally looked at for this kind of a federal award. And in South Dakota, we are just extremely fortunate to be working with the Value-Added Agricultural Development Center, who also have so many benefits and strengths that they bring to this consortium of evaluators. And, you know, we could have gone to a very traditional approach Uh, But we opted to try folks who might have different lived experiences, different viewpoints, different approaches to thinking about evaluation in a more holistic way and including areas of land conservation and et cetera. So it was really exciting to have the technical assistance advisors and like the specialty producers group and Akitan and Latino Economic Development Organization to really be great advisors, but then couple that with a really unique evaluation team. And then all of these technical assistance providers, over 20 of them across the three states, it's creating a, a different system, a different way with different partners that complement what the universities are already doing through extension. And we had just really hoped to have an effort that added value to the work that was happening with new voices, new experiences, new strengths. And I think that's been achieved with the amazing partners that you're seeing. Uh, I'm really proud of the regions as well, where one region would say, look, we just don't have the capacity to do this right now. And that's that's the reality of <laughs> the busy times of which we're in. Another region, neighboring region would say, hey, I'll work with you. I'll, I'll help you with your region to make sure you're served. So that's really exciting that all points of these three states found a way to partner with groups like farms and and others to really, uh, we have a unique organization in Minnesota, Northspan, who does great work in uh, the northeast part of our state, but maybe hadn't been involved in something 
with this kind of a unique set of partners before. That's going to create relationships that really transcend the life of this award, which for me is as exciting as the number of businesses, the number of pounds of food, the number of vehicle miles traveled, the number of jobs. All of those things are important. But our ability to sustain this work beyond the life of this award will be the ultimate success or failure indicator of this USDA investment. Thank you, Cheryl. I would like to let everyone know that you can learn more at our North Central Regional Food Business Center website, and that is northcentralrfbc.org. Thank you very much, Angela, and thanks to all the partners in USDA and partners like our State Departments of Agriculture that have just walked alongside us the entire way, and we're grateful. The content of this podcast episode is solely the responsibility of Region 5 Development Commission and does not necessarily represent the official views of the United States Department of Agriculture. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at region5.org where you can learn more about our programs, sign up for our newsletter, and follow us on social media.